Today on this episode on the Goof Duck Podcast, Remy and Joey welcomes to the program a true legend, a myth, the voice behind Real Radio 104.1, we welcome Dan Stone to the program. So stick around and enjoy this episode right here on Spotify. Welcome to the Goof Duck Podcast, this podcast is for everybody who would like to know what is going on with the theme parks in the Central Florida area. This podcast covers, current events, theme park news, theme park history and for a bonus we do some theme park trivia. We bring on guests who used to work for the theme parks and other guests outside of the theme park industry such as, local comedians, and musicians. We are Goof Duck, it is what it is. Goof Duck is sponsored by, the Crooked Can Brewing Company in Winter Garden, Florida where they make local craft beers every single month. And now ladies and gentlemen make sure we all have a drink in our hands because you are now listening to the Goof Duck Podcast with your hosts, Remy, Joey, and JD. Enjoy. right here on Spotify. This one is for a Monday, Monday, May 4th. That tune you guys just heard was the Imperial March. The Imperial March for Darth Vader because today is Star Wars Day. Uh, today, on the, today on the program, we're going to do your happy, happy birthday game. We're going to take you to beer school. Uh, we're going to do some Disney, some Disney history, this day in history, your fun fact of the day, and stick around guys because uh, we are going to bring on the myth, the legend, the voice of Real Radio 104.1, Mr. Dan Stone. My name is Remy, I'm the host of the Goof Duck Podcast, and always with me is my partner in crime, the Dre Mazant. Hey guys, today's gonna be a good one, and happy Star Wars Day. That's right. So, Joe, before we start our happy, happy birthday game, uh, I have one question and one question only. Are you a Jedi or are you part of the dark side? Uh, I'm actually gonna go neither. I'm straight up smuggler. Oh, well, excuse me, Mr. I'm, Han Solo. I'm not, I am not force attuned. I am not force attuned. I'm not a Jedi. I'm not a Sith. I'm just breaking that Kessel Run record. Uh, okay, Mr. Solo. Okay, okay. I completely understand. For me, I am the I am the dark side. I love being a bad guy. I love Uh-oh. I love Vader, man. That's my uh the god of Star Wars. I don't care what anybody else says. Kylo Ren is this. Kylo Ren is that. I don't give a rat's butt if Kylo Ren is better than you know Darth Vader. No, no, no. Darth Vader is better than Kylo Ren. He's the granddaddy of all evil. I mean, that's that's he's the jam. I'm, I mean, besides Palpatine and uh, 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 Darth Maul, you know, those guys, those guys are also the heavy hitters as well. 
So are you ready? Are you ready to play the happy happy birthday game? Let's hear it. Happy happy birthday to Audrey Hepburn. Oh my gosh, uh, 82. She is 91. She was born in 19. She was born in 1929, and she passed away in 1993. Happy happy birthday! Happy happy birthday to uh, this actress. She was on the Vampire the Vampire Diaries. Uh, Grace Phipps. Uh, Vampire Diaries put her on 35? 27. She is 27 years old ah, today. Darn it. Happy, happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday to the bass player, the bass player from Panic, of the Di- Panic at the Disco, Mr. Dallin, Dallin Weeks. He's a baby. He's got to be like 34. 38 years old today. 38. Really? Yes, sir. Happy, happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday to a former Magic player, Victor Oladipo. Um... Man, these are all, I'm feeling the same age for a lot of these. Uh, 34? 27. He is 27 years old today. See? I, man, I, I, uh, keep going. <laughs> happy, happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday to professional golfer Rory McIlroy. Uh, 32? 30. He is solid. He, okay. he is a th- solid 30 today. Now, this next guy, he's one of my favorite bass players. Happy, happy birthday! The bass player for Green Day, Mr. Mike Durnt. Um... He's got to be 40. 47. He is 47 years oh. old today. Green Day been doing it, okay. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday to Christian record, recording artist, Mr. Chris Tomlin. Um, he's got to be... I don't want to say 50, maybe 45? He is 47 years old today. Okay. Happy birthday! Okay, how about this guy, Lance Bass? Lance Bass is right in my wheelhouse. He's probably 40. He, on the money, 40 years old. Yeah. I knew he was close to my age. Happy, happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday to Will Arnett. Will Arnett's birthday is today. I love Will Arnett. Um, you, you might know. He is 49 years old today, and he did the, he okay. did he did the voice to BoJack Horseman. Dude, he's done everything. He's done BoJack. I'm a huge fan. BoJack Horseman, Arrested Development, yep. Lego Batman. I mean, he's the man. He is the... Oh. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine if we had him on the show? <laughs> oh, dude. One day. That's a bucket list interview. There. Yes. Happy, happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday to Sports Center's own Aaron Andrews. I don't know sports. Okay, well... Uh, if he's an interview dude, I'm just gonna... Again, 40 is my, my go-to number. She is 41 years old today. Oh. Yeah. I'll be there. I got, I got, no, you, on okay. the, I got you on that one. All right, how about this one? Happy, happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday to bro- brother to Michael Jackson, Jackie Jackson. Oh, shoot. Who is... I can't remember where he falls in the, uh, the order of Jackson Brothers. Well, you figure... You know what? Because Michael would have been, let's just say 60. 68 years old today. Okay. And finally, last but not least, this guy, uh, I picked him I picked him out because we did Marvel yesterday with the five-man professor. So, happy, happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday to Shameik Moore. He was the Peter Parker in the animated, in the animated film uh, Spider-Man U-verse. Oh, you could go anyway with that. Um, 24? On the money, 24 years old today. Really? I just... 
All right, now it's time to take, we're gonna take you guys to beer school. Beer school, here we go. So today, uh, the brand that I chose is, I love drinking this brand because this brand is available at the Crooked Cam Brewing Company, home sweet home to the Goof Duck podcast. So check this out. I uh, brought, I got, uh, I chose Ace Joker. Okay. Ace Joker, Ace Joker is a dry apple craft cider. So it's a cider, it's a cider, it's ultra dry. Uh, it was brewed, it was brewed in California. The ingredients, there's a, they, they have a few ingredients in here. So uh, one is one is apples and the other one is malt. They use malt in their, in their cider to keep it dry. Uh, first launch in, first launch in 2008, the Joker, has rapidly became our second top seller. This cider was founded by uh, was founded back in July in 1993. The company the company that makes hard cider, an alcoholic beverage fermented from apples, and was one of the first hard cider companies formed in the United States after the end of prohi- prohibition. Oh shoot! You're taking it back. Yes, sir. Uh, and, it's like 40s. Yep, and this beer, this cider. This hard cider, I should say, has is a seven percent alcohol. Seven percent. I love oh my it. Gosh, there there's some low key wines that have seven percent. Okay. Yeah, but this one, man, you drink like two of these, your your butt it will be on the floor. Uh, it was That's also amazing. and it's available. It's it's available year round, and you can find that you can find that cider at uh, the Crooked Can Brewing Company, home sweet home to the Goof Duck Podcast. Uh, today is National Food Day, so on National Food Day today, today is National Orange Juice Day. Interesting. Uh, now it's time for your Disney history. So, Joy, what do you think I'm going to say the, at the very beginning of Disney history? In terms of... Well, what's today? Oh, duh, Star Wars. That's right. So, today, guys, is May 4th. Today is National Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Uh, in 1937, surf guitarist Dick Dale music can, oh. be, can be heard while riding Disneyland's Space Mountain. Dick Dale, has, really? Dick Dale has performed live on top of Space Mountain back back in 1998. That's rad. In 1944, Dick Dale's awesome. Yeah. I was to him during uh, Pulp Fiction was his stuff, right? Yes, yes. You're, abs- you're absolutely correct, man. Uh, in 1944... Rusty Taylor has been hired to do the voice for the wife to Mickey. She did the voice of Minnie Mouse. She she has also done the voices for Doll Duck's nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. She was named she was named as a Disney legend back in 2008. In 19 in 1965, the Orlando Sentinel reports rumors of an East Coast Disneyland. In, ni- in 19 in 1977, Space Mountain opens in di- at Disneyland. In 19 in 1997 that. in 1997. So we're gonna jump. Actually, holds up. Hold up. There's a reason why. Um, when you take the People Mover through Tomorrowland. Yeah. Um, and you'll see as you go through Space Mountain, it actually says Starport 77 because that was a year it opened. Wow. So that, so that's why it says so that's why it says 77 on there. Huh, now I, I just learned something new today. All right. 
1997, Piano, Bob Jackson, debuts his one-man cabaret show at Riverside River Roost Lounge at Walt Disney World's Port Orleans Riverside Resort. Okay, that's rad. In, 19, in 1998, The Lion King Broadway show was nominated for 11, count it, 11 Tony Awards, Tony Awards. for nice. excellence on Broadway. That's phenomenal. In 2001, for four consecutive weekends beginning on this day, on this day, Disney's MGM Studios joins forces with Lucasfilm to present the third annual Star Wars weekend. The very first the very oh. the very first Star Wars weekend began in nineteen ninety seven but wasn't held again until two thousand. dude I miss Star Wars Weekend. I, like, did I know too. that we have Star Wars Land, but Star Wars Weekend was a blast. Meeting all the characters. Oh my god. I had a I had an opportunity to meet uh, Peter Mayhews. Oh cool Chewy. Yep, good old Chewy. Nice. In, 2000, in 2005, Disneyland closes to the public on this day for a VIP and, celebrity, and a celebrity party in honor on the 18-month 50th celebration event. Cool. So you want to take, you want, do you want to take us who the uh, VIP was? Uh, what was the year? Uh, 2005. Now, this happened back, at, back, in, back over at uh, Disneyland. Disneyland 2005. Was it MJ? It was not MJ. It was not MJ. Uh, believe, it, um, believe it or not. Go ahead. Believe it or not, it was Julie Andrews. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That makes and, sense. And finally, and finally for your two for your Disney history, in 2018, Walt Disney Records releases the original motion picture soundtracks for the first six Star Wars films. Oh, that's cool. So I had to I had to put some Star Wars in here, man, for today. So now it's time for this day in history. This day in history, back in 1776, Rhode Island Rhode Island declares independence from Britain. In 18 okay. in 1870 in 1878, Thomas Edison phonograph shown for the first time at Grand Opera at the Grand Opera House. In 19, in 1932, Al Capone enters Atlanta Penitentiary, convicted of income tax evasion. All right. Ah, poor Al Capone, man. He's good. Hey, he's a good mafia guy, but you know, stuff happens back in back in the 30s. Uh, in 1959, the first Grammy Awards was has won to Perry Como and Ella Fitzgerald. Nice jazz. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, and nineteen and nineteen ninety nine, the mu- the Mummy, film directed by Steven Steven Somers, starring Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser, Rachel Wise, and John Hanna, premieres in the United States. And two thousand in two thousand two, Barry Bonds hit his four hundredth four hundredth home run as an as a San Francisco Giant. In a three in a, in a three to zero win over over Cincinnati, in two thousand in two thousand and eight, Seth MacFarlane reaches an agreement worth a hundred million dollars with Fox to keep Family Guy and American Dad on television until two thousand and twelve, making MacFarlane the world's highest paid television writer. Wow. 
Yeah. That's a clutch cash. I mean, yeah. everybody loves family guy, but that's a clutch, clutch deal. Yes. And finally, for this day in history, in 2015, the Golden State Warriors, Steph, Steph Curry is named MVP for the 2014-2015 NBA season. And now, guys, it's time for your fun fact of the day. I had actually had, uh, I put two in here, believe it or not. Uh, so, here we go. During, during planning, for rock and roll, for rock and roller coaster, Imagineers wanted to choose one of the world's greatest bands around which to build the backstory for this attraction. They decide they decided to go with Aerosmith. Aerosmith would be the perfect fit, but initially, Imagineers were unable to reach singer Steven Tyler and guitarist Joe Perry. Why? Because they were vacationing with their families at the at the Disney's MGM MGM Studios park. So they couldn't reach the guys to nope. build the attraction because they were already at the park playing? Yep, pretty much. That's cool. That's rad. And finally, guys, this is a cool fact of the day because we are celebrating Star Wars. I am wearing my uh, my T-Fighter shirt. You guys will see it later on uh, Skype. Uh, so, Star Wars Weekends is a festival generally held annually at the Disney's Hollywood Studios theme park of the at the Walt Disney World Resort. Included with park admission, the event the event typically occurs on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for four consecutive weekends in May and June, and features appearance by cast and crew members from Disney Disney's Star Wars franchise created by George Lucas. So guys, happy freaking Star Wars Day! Uh, stick around, guys. Uh, we'll be back. In just in a few moments, in a few minutes, with our very special guest, uh, Dan Stone. He is the voice. He is the myth. He is the legend for Real Radio 104.1. Uh, so stick around, guys, and we'll be right back with you right after this. Welcome back, guys, to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Like I said from the beginning, guys, uh, this gentleman, uh, he's the reason why I want to do podcasting. I want to be somewhat in radio. I I love this guy's voice. Uh, You guys have heard his voice every morning, every afternoon, and every evening. So listen to this real quick.
That's right, guys. You guys heard his voice. He is the myth. He is a legend. Please welcome to the program, Mr. Dan Stone. Dan, how you Yo. doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. And first of all, I want to apologize for dragging you into this nightmare that is the radio slash broadcast industry. <laughs> um, if I could go back in time and, and dial down my snark and maybe save you a lifetime of pain and misery, I would. But unfortunately, here we are. That's right. That's right, man. But uh, we... The reason why I want to bring you on the show is because you and I, we met at the last and final, the Phillips File Poker Tournament. I was actually uh, a player, and my wife, I want to give her props to her because she pointed you out. I'm like, uh uh, that is not Dan Stone. That is not Dan Stone. She goes, yeah, that is him. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just met the legend from Real Radio 104.1 doing all of these voices. Dude, I mean, you got, you had the one of the most top careers. While working for iHeartMedia, Radio 104.1, what was it like to do, you know, those introductions for those shows? It was a lot of fun. It was, it was, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a really, it's a, first of all, it's just a really weird gig to have. I've been doing this for over 20 years now. And every time I talk to my parents about it, they're still like, we don't, we don't understand what this is. This is a job that you do. Like you do, you don't do commercials. And you, it, but you, they, but you're not on the radio, and I'm like, well, I am on the radio, but I'm not, I'm not like a, a host or a, a DJ. So it's, it's a very, it's a very specific lane to be in. And I feel very fortunate and lucky that that especially real radio gave me an opportunity to do that and and to uh, and to just be weird about it because everybody else was so weird that I was just essentially just trying to keep up with them. That's amazing, uh, Mr. Stone. Quick question. With a voice like yours, have you ever thought of branching more into the uh, movie trailers or uh, any anything like that? Yeah, it's uh, it's the voice industry is kind of weird like that. Like the lanes is a good way to put it. Like I feel like I've I've done pretty well with the radio thing, and I and I'm definitely I've just since I've been in New York, I've been taking some workshops and working with the coach because it's it is a very different kind of art and so like I went in there with my radio shtick and they were like no 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 that's not that's not how this works um, <laughs> so so it's, it's a it's a whole new learning process which I'm pretty excited about but it is really challenging because I've been doing this one thing for so long that it just it's very natural and I just kind of I gotta kind of unlearn a lot of bad habits or not bad habits but just just habits you know what but I, is that would you say that speaks volumes to the do what you love and the money will follow yeah, I would I would definitely say that there was there, I mean and and there's some struggles that go along with that and some you know gave my parents and some of my family members uh, some anxiety in those early years and and but but yeah if you you know just don't 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 give up and, and definitely I don't know it's 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 a little bit cliche and it's easy to look back on it now because but there I gotta I mean it's not like everybody gets to do it though there are a lot of people that get washed out. And, and have to reassess and, and other responsibilities come up and, and they don't get to do it because because there was there was a pretty there's a pretty long ramp up time for this you know you don't just hop out and get to do it you know you gotta, you gotta so, find that niche market and be the man yeah be Dan Stone it's phenomenal so it's very I feel very lucky let me say that too I mean it was it was it was a, a lot of different timing a lot of different planets aligned to allow me to do that. Of course, but credit where credit's due. You are an insanely talented guy. Oh, uh, thanks, man. Luck's a part of life, but you are an insanely talented guy, and it just goes to show that what someone with a gift can really do. And it's uh, you're, you're a ray of hope in these 
awkwardly crappy times. Like it's uh-huh. you're Thank you so much. So, so when it comes to when it comes to voicing uh, these promos, these uh, announcing these radio shows that everybody hears on Real Radio one hundred four point one, what made you decide to join the uh, the iHeart Clear Channel family? It was very specifically Real Radio one hundred four point one. Like it was, it was in the mid to the late nineties and. Um, and that radio station was just so unique, and it still is. Um, but it was, and, and I was trying to figure out like what my voice was, and, and I feel like it was just, um, it was just really where I wanted to be. I loved that radio station so much, the talk, and then the music on the weekends was right in my, in my wheelhouse too. So it was just, um, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about just a few minutes ago about finding something that you love, and and that radio station was 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 really cool. It is really cool. And, and special so um so yeah that was that was the, the big draw amazing hmm. so um um education wise did you go to school for radio or broadcasting or did you just you just naturally came by it because of your uh, talent yeah i got uh, again this was just uh, sheer luck i was i was living in a pretty small town in michigan and had a little mom and pop radio station and they literally had an ad on the air saying if you ever wanted to work in radio stop by and drop off an application and I was on summer break from from going to college and I popped in and they were just like yeah you're the guy and then essentially <laughs> they just put me on their <laughs> they put me on their AM station for a month and it was like a free internship and you just learned how to do the weather and and not vapor lock when you turn the mic on and then if you got good enough at doing that they put you on their FM stick and it was a classic rock station and I, I did that for like a couple of years and eventually got to the point where um, I was doing other stuff, you know, it was just, it was a very organic, natural progression. I don't know if that really exists anymore. I feel like the, the market has yeah. been <laughs> gobbled up by giant corporate interests and, and bottom lines. And I don't know, I don't know how easy that route would be today, but it, it fell into place pretty easily for me. So, so when I was listening to, uh, you know, some back, uh, previous episodes from the Philip, from the Phillips file. What was it like, you know, hearing the news that Jim Phillips is retiring? It was it was sad. Obviously, that was uh, he was a, a, a huge inspiration and an institution. I know that that gets kind of thrown around a lot, but like, in, in and for me personally, just the way my my belief system works, he was a, a really outspoken voice for a lot of the things that I believed in. So it was it was really sad and and I mean it, but not unexpected you know the guy's been hustling for for you know forever and and is is as bummed out as I was um, I was happy for him and in understanding that nothing is static everything has to evolve yeah and change and and, and it's also a testament to the, the work that he did that that radio station continues to be what it is today because he laid the foundation for a lot of what it's what it's become and will hopefully continue to be so um sad and 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 at the same time feeling really fortunate to have been a small part of that um quick question because of your knowledge of the of the industry and the craft itself how do you feel about uh similar to um you know 1979-1980 uh, video killed the radio star do you feel that podcasting will ever overtake terrestrial radio or do you think terrestrial radio will always have a place yeah, that's an interesting question. I think 
just in general, other forms of media, uh, podcasting is definitely a part of that. I don't know if it's a one-on-one equation, but I feel just in general that the, the internet and cell phones and is, is diluting the, the, the people that are using it because they, it's just, they're, they've demo, you know, uh, democratized, is that the word? They've just, they've, they've, they've took all of, uh, you know, the, the industry has completely turned on its head. So um, it'll evolve and it'll change. Um, but, you know, I, I remember when they, when satellite came on and they were like, this is going to kill radio. And it was like, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of fun for a while. And it's still, it's, it's still part of that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, uh, I don't know, um, diluting of, of the, of the, of, of the content creation. Um, I get it. Yeah. I do. I mean, that I mean, because here's, here's the thing. People can listen to, you know, uh, let's say, for example, people can listen to the Jim Colbert show, uh, the News Junkie, Monsters in the Morning on iHeart, the iHeart Media app. Now, if you want, yeah. if you want to listen to, you know, the Howard Stern podcast, they have to go and buy a new uh, Sirius XM subscription and yeah. listen to that. Hardware. You know, yeah. I mean, it's different because you know the way we think about you know podcasting and radio to this day. Uh, I I interviewed uh, Jim Phillips for my uh, paper. Uh, a paper I was writing over at Valencia and he told me one thing radio will die eventually and I'm yeah. like you know what He's he is absolutely right radio will die because people are now doing what myself and my co-host is doing we're doing a podcast so that's you know we, we don't look at we don't look at ratings we don't look at you know the content but we look at people who are actually following us and listening to us you know but yeah. Jim had a if it doesn't evolve, it definitely will. I don't know if it'll like like die in the literal. I mean, there are some radio stations that are actually just shutting down, which is kind of scary. But those are pretty small markets. Um, but it, it definitely has to evolve, and I think that's what they're that's what they're doing now with getting with, with really branding the iHeart thing hard and gobbling up podcasts. Um, it's uh, it's changing. I don't know. I guess we have to define what death is before we before I, before I sign off on that. Yeah, of course, of course. It's, people even said that cable would die one day. Cable will die because everybody's streaming. Yet, I'll be honest with you. I have one of those annoying-looking square paper plates that's attached to my cable, so I can still watch Channel Two and Four because yeah. I football on Sunday. So, yeah, your local networks are still important, but they yeah. And they just have to shift their business model. You know, it's, uh, I think the byproduct of that, unfortunately, is a lot of the local radio stations are gonna, the, the local DJs and, and production people and even salespeople are gonna end up losing their jobs because yeah. again, the, mo- the model has to change in order to survive. It's, I, I read a very interesting article about micro-influencers, how um, a market that has 10 million people, if a hundredth of a percent of those people support that brand, then that's whatever that would be, a hundred people. However, something like this, if we only have 3,000 followers, but 50% of them support our brand, then technically uh, something this small could be more valuable than that big market. Maybe that's, uh, maybe the local markets will, will shift towards supporting locals a little more. I, I mean, it's all, it, it's made for a really interesting conversation. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, the, the model is, is completely been turned upside down like the idea of broadcasting and and again the budgets that come with broadcasting and, and it's the you know it's the shotgun versus the scalpel 
kind of metaphor. So, I mean, both of them work. I think that the the shotgun is becoming less and less effective, and and the people on the other end of it who are advertising are going to be more demanding. So, um, yeah, it's 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 cool, especially for people that are that don't want to go through what I did. And can, it can throw, you know, it can throw up a couple of microphones and, and have a following. And so I think, um, you know, building that following is a challenge and that's a whole other, that's a whole other question that, that I am not qualified to answer. So, I, so um, what we got to do is, Remy, we're up against the clock. All right, Let's cool. take our first commercial break. Um, and uh, when we come back, we're going to, can, Mr. Stone, can you hang out with us for another segment? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. That's right, guys. You are listening. You're listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right right here on Spotify. Stick around. We'll be right back. This podcast has been brought to you by the Crooked Can Brewing Company in Winter Garden, Florida. Their hours of operations is from Sunday through Thursday. 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Friday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. Their number is 407-395-9520. If you would like to go to the Crooked Can Brewing Company, their address is 426 West Plant Street, Winter Garden, Florida. For more information, head over to www.crookedcan.com for more information on the brewery and on their craft beer selections. Thanks for listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Welcome back, everybody, to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Uh, yes, it is Star Wars Day. Happy mother freaking Star Wars Day. That's right. I am wearing my T-Fighter, my T-Fighter shirt. What is up? I am part of the dark wow. side. Joey is Joey is a smuggler, man. So, Dan, I got a question to ask you, man. Uh, what are you? Are you a Jedi or are you part of the dark side? I'm going to go with the Jedi. I feel like I feel like they're a little like they're just a little bit more complex maybe although they are kind of they're all kind of intertwined like all, yeah. all the characters are are it's, I mean besides the, the incest um, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all very complex in their own way See, I'm telling you, coming from a smuggler, those Jedi checks always cash. They always cash. Those yep. <laughs> checks, man, they all bounce. And you gotta call Palpatine. You've gotta call in a favor. The free credit union for the dark side sucks. I had no idea. Yeah, it's good <laughs> to understand the business model before the the, the 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 back end of the business before you, yes, before you jump on one side or the other. You know what? I was right. I was curious. You know, I'm just I was thinking I was just thinking about this. Uh, but you got to think about the Cantina band in Tatooine. Yes. Think about that. They got residency. They're the only band in Star Wars with residency. That's huge. You imagine that gig in Vegas? That'd be phenomenal. It's a lot. Mad, mad cash. But see, here's and what. The, yeah. But here's here's the thing I was thinking. I was thinking, you know, what was it like, you know, to have radio during Star Wars? You know, what what will radio sound what will radio sound like? During the Star Wars era, <laughs> like interstellar, interstellar radio. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine if we hear your voice saying, "That's right, you're listening to the Galactic Empire on Star Wars Radio." I mean, what, 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 yeah, which which stations are they listening to? What, what radio station is Billy D. Williams listening to as he's cruising through? Intergalactic. Intergalactic. I mean, yeah. Fuck, baby. Yeah, I'm just saying yes. Parliament all day. Oh, Parliament. Okay. It would, be, it would be more saying the time Jungle Love on Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Never. The, the call letters. Think about the call letters. It's on WMPA, the Wampa. And like, the Wampas. <laughs> and listen for that, listen for that Wookiee cow at noon to win your free tickets to see Dan Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly. It's it's uh, all of that stuff is timeless, really. Like the the radio schlock, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good forever. Okay. I hope. Right. So when it comes to you know voice acting, what what are your techniques to be a professional voiceover? Oh boy. See, I don't know if you can. I guess, I guess in a very literal sense, what I do is professional voiceover because I get paid to do it. But I'm really hesitant to lump myself in with people that um that are essentially actors like those and that's what I'm, I'm trying to get better at but what i do is is kind of a shtick you know it's this kind of especially for real radio it's very bombastic it's a caricature um and, and it's a lot of fun um but it, i forgot what you asked me i'm sorry man i just started <laughs> so so when it comes to so when it comes to voice acting like do you have any pointers on how to become a voiceover to do to the radio like I'm the, the, remy. Yeah. Let, me, let me let me explain to mr stone so remy speaks in remy's and sometimes sometimes you need an english to english translator um what he's getting at is when you're getting in your own head to do your part what is your routine yeah all right. Um, do you eat a certain cereal? Do you take your shower and do your voice 45 minutes of warm-up? What is your routine to get in that perfect headspace? You know what? It, for me, it's it's more about the writing, um, like trying to figure out, and then rewriting it and editing it, figuring out where the thing is going to land, and then and then that kind of that kind of dictates where where the voice comes from. If it's, if it's something kind of over the top or if it's something more subtle or if there's, you know, like dramatic pauses and, and all of that is kind of dictated by the writing. So that's that's really where it starts. Um, as far as like like tuning up my vocal cords and stuff, I'm really horrible about that. Um, I'm trying to get better and take care of myself a little bit more. <laughs> um, but but yeah, uh, it's it's really about, especially when it comes to the radio stuff, like like, trying to figure out like what, what what are you trying to accomplish what's the best way to get there um radio imaging is pretty specific like you have a very short amount of time to get the point across and you're trying to kind of connect with people on an emotional level like whatever you whatever i'm doing i'm always just trying to tell a story and get people's buy-in and so it's it's really about the writing it's really about editing and, and, and everything starts with that Excellent. Wow. And then with the editing process, do you do your own sound effects and music beds and things like that, or do you just send your voice off of the radio? You do? Yeah, well, for for some for some stations like Real Radio, just because um, they've been so good to me for so long, I, I do I do write and produce the stuff. Uh, they'll send me kind of bullet points of what they're trying to accomplish. Although recently they, they have been writing stuff and sending it to me, but I'll 
own source beds and create sound effects and stuff and then send them a finished product the thing that i'm doing now which is is really where i'd like to be is, is just doing the voiceover stuff just because it scales a lot better i can do a lot more of it and while i don't necessarily make as much money i can do more of it and it, and it actually the end product is uh is, a, is you know a better payday essentially interesting say uh quantity versus quality but you're just putting out quantities of quality that's phenomenal <laughs> try to yeah so and you know it's, it's a different skill set too because now you have to read what other people wrote and, and like when i'm doing stuff for real radio i've got complete control over it and i can be like oh that doesn't really work let's try this let's try this but if somebody else sends you a script um you know you have to to, to make their words print and that's that's uh, a little bit more of a challenge uh Remy, a question for uh, mr stone yeah so every time i hear uh hey texting this note texting this word to get the one thousand dollar cash from iHeartMedia. <laughs> are you the guy who does who calls other people and say hey you won this this is blah 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 this is blah 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 or are you just ad ad-libbing to that yeah, I, I do not record that or, or call them. They send me the audio, and then yeah, we write around whatever their reactions are. So hopefully they so... have reactions. A lot of times they flatline, and you're just like, I have no. So let's say, so let's say for example, I go, yeah, this is Remy. I just won the one thousand dollars on iHeartRadio. You go, you probably say what? What, what? what do you say to that? Congratulations, Remy. You're <laughs> you're like a real Radio 104.1. <laughs> and you can be just like Remy. <laughs> um, have you ever had anybody? This I, I, this is the twisted stuff I think about. So forgive me. Has anybody ever tried to fake an accent or anything stupid? Like, have you called somebody and been like, "Hey, we're trying to call Tom," and he's like, "Hey, y'all, this is Tom. I won me and thousand dollars." Like some real just fake English, fake cowboy, fake. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have. Yeah, I've not, I've not had that experience. The all of that is done in a call center because those are, um, they're they're national contests. So um, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to pull the curtain back on iHeartRadio, this is this is actually again, this is the a, a testament to real radio specifically because that that contest is happening all across the country, yeah, over and over again. That radio station keeps on pulling in winners. Um, just it shows how many people are listening and paying attention to that station. So, um, so yeah. So what they have is they have somebody. I don't even know where they are, but they they whoever the winner is, they call them. It could be in Orlando. It could be in Des Moines. It could be in you know Oregon somewhere. But they call them, and and then that audio, whatever their reaction is, is posted to a website, so we can grab it and and cut it up as we want. Now, do you feel that the reason that 104.1 gets the most winners, do you think it has anything to do with the fact that they are a top radio station and maybe it's more engaging? Yeah, it's definitely, it's it's not it's not just because it's a talk station, but it, yeah, the level of engagement on that station is through the roof. And, and, and in a lot of ways, it, it kind of mirrors the, the, the podcast thing, you know, where it's the... The people that listen to that radio station are super dedicated, um, and that translates into foot traffic for advertisers. So yeah. it's, um, it's it's kind of the best of both worlds in that it's a broadcast medium, but the but the format is very centered on a specific audience, and, and it drives people to their clients. 
what, what, what was it like? What was it like to coming to come back to your stomping grounds? I mean, when you came to the last and final, the Phillips File Poker Tournament, what was it like to come back to Orlando and say, "Man, I I miss Orlando." I I, I don't want to. Well, I don't know if I want to let this out of the bag yet, but there's a decent chance that I might be coming back there. So, heck yeah, um, we're gonna get him back. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I, I love Orlando. I, I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of the perfect size for me. Like, there's, uh, I mean, the, the, the people there are cool. The, the, the scene there is cool. The, it's, it's affordable. You, you get all of this stuff. And then once you get in with, like, the locals, it's, um, it's a whole different experience from what the outside world thinks it is. Um, so I, I love going back there. I, I, before all, this thing popped off. I was going back there, um, you know, like once every month, once every two months. Cool. To, to hang out with friends and and just you know get out of the city because this place is bonkers. Oh man, it's the city that never sleeps. So I get it. Yeah, and and honestly, like like just like the cost of living here is so abusive that right. um, the idea of like taking the stuff that I do. And just going out on my own and living in a place like Orlando, where you know it, it, it's not obnoxious and much more. I was actually going to say, um, appealing. Uh, thank, thank your seven roommates for uh, peacing out for thirty minutes if you talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of bummed out that you guys aren't getting the full experience right now. There should be like a garbage truck out front and some guy yelling at a contractor about like not getting the, the job done right. And right. Some, you know, somebody from another country see, yelling in a different language. See, for I say the same thing about Epcot Center. Every time I go to Epcot and I walk into the American Pavilion, I, I'm mad. There's not a homeless guy. Nobody's trying to bump money. Nobody's trying to push a timeshare. It doesn't really work. Exactly. Yeah, I'm getting hosed here. Yeah. So. So. I'm sorry that uh, New York is on a timeout right now. Yeah. Uh, right. So I mean, same thing for us. And with all with all the theme parks closing, we usually Joy and I would be out there, you know, recording, over, either at Disney Springs or over at uh, City Walk. But we usually record our local brewery that we go to to record. But uh, it, it feels so weird to see all of the theme park clo- closed up right now. Yeah, it, it just feels yeah, so bad, weird. And just the like the lack of traffic. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the other part of like existing in Central Florida is being in just like a parking lot on on, on the highway, and it's like not having that. It's got to be very um, surreal, you know? Right. It's the weirdest thing in the world to be. You see people doing a buck ten, a buy four. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's been happening in Manhattan for like like six weeks now. Like as soon as it gets dark out, the the hot rods come out and they just start. Just tearing the ass out of uh, the city. It's pretty. Nice. Good God. I mean, there's a couple. Of, there's a couple of videos of, of dudes just, just smashing up. They're 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 like these traders and hedge fund dudes smashing up their their incredibly ridiculously expensive cars because they don't know how to drive them. So oh, hey, hey, we're gonna take a guys. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. We're gonna switch over to our other. Uh, set up we're gonna go switch over, switch over to skype to, to finish up the podcast because our time limit is running down on here so uh stick around guys we'll be right back with the one and only mr dan stone from real radio 
Hey guys, thank you so much for sticking around with us for a lovely Monday, Star Wars Day. That's right, it is May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Uh, this has been one hell of a podcast uh, with our legend, our uh, guest of honor, Dan Stone. You guys can hear his voice every morning, every afternoon, and every evening for those amazing real radio shows so so for for an example monsters in the morning the news junkie the jim colbert show and finally we got tom a corporate time with tom and dan so dan i have a uh, i have a question man this is my my favorite question i want to ask you uh it just it's gonna take him another seven minutes to get to it but he's hey 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 watch it sir watch it uh so here's my question uh what is your favorite your favorite introduction uh, to do? Um, I really like, you brought it up, the Tom and Dan stuff is my is probably my favorite just because the writing is so clever and, and they're not necessarily constrained by by the radios. Kind of everything needs to be 15 or 10 seconds long. Um, so those, those guys are probably number one, number one with a bullet. And then a close second is, um, it's probably the news junkie, just because the the intros are so over the top, and again, the writing is, is clever, but um, but the, the the voice is so bombastic, and it's almost like a, like a '70s radio news guy, and I don't get to do that very often, just because I'm doing a lot of alternative stations now, and and that is more straightforward and kind of um, conversational, whereas that's just like way over the top and cartoony. Those are those are probably my two favorite. That's awesome. Yeah. I can still remember the one thing for me that always that I always got a good laugh that you were so clever because you're it was you the same guy doing them all was you had a different voice for the news junkie you had, or I'm sorry you had a different voice for uh, the buckethead show you had a different voice for the monsters and a different voice for the Phillips file and I remember the one commercial where all three of those voices were talking to each other. It was all wrong. It might have been the t-shirt or something that's different. And I remember it was all, and, I, and I'm like, that's the same dude doing three different versions of himself. And I was like, it was at that point, I was like, you have an underlying genius that is very unappreciated. And I hope you realize that something like that is multiplicity level good acting. That's, you are Michael Keaton doing four versions of Michael Keaton talking to Michael Keaton. It was brilliant. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate that, uh, that the radio station had all of those little subtle differences, but they also had the, there was also this kind of overarching glue that kind of kept it all together that allowed that to happen, you know? It was, I think that was more of a byproduct of the environment than my, you know, I didn't I didn't think about it in those kinds of terms, really. I was just like, I, the, you know, the Phillips file was a very special kind of show, as were the monsters. As you know, and this goes back to even back when Drew was on the radio station. Yeah, like it, was, it was you know, all of those shows were so so different, but at the same time, all fit together in a very elemental, elegant way that it allowed me to do that. It was just it's a kind of a byproduct of that, I think. But thank you very much. I really appreciate yeah, that. Man. That's a, yeah, man. Yeah, really wonderful. Sir, comment. Sir, oh, uh, you sir, sir, you really do. You do. So um, my so my favorite introduction that you do is. 
uh, well, myself and Joey, we, we go to Tom and Dan. We're on the show once a month, and we love that. I love that introduction where you go, ah, uh, yeah, it's a corporate time with Tom and Dan. I mean, that's like, I'm like, uh, okay, that's pretty cool. It's 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 simple, it's short, you know, but that writing, you're, when it comes to writing material, you have to be funny, it has to have some humor, uh, you need to have, you know, some type of intelligence into writing your own your own stuff, like for an own introduction, because most people these days, they're using, you know, uh, a robot machine doing their introduction, but it's not really professional, you know, on that on that by standard. So, you, yeah, so my podcasting has as uh, as great as it is, and as much content, and, and and as many different themes and topics that it covers. That there's a there's a, the production value could be a little bit better. That's the one part where I think podcasting needs to could grow up a little bit. I think that's coming though. I've from what I've read and. And even just hearing from people that that do what I do in, in radio, they're they're actually getting hired now um, to do production for podcasts. Like that's a that's a whole industry, which is pretty fascinating. Yeah. Amazing. Well, um, Remy, as uh, as we always do, we've gone long. We're up against the clock. Yep. Uh, final remarks for the great Dan Stone. What do you want to ask him? You got uh, that one question to ask your hero. What you want to ask him? You better <laughs> make it. Count. Well, Joey, thank you so much for bringing that topic up. Uh, I actually do not. I don't have any more questions, to be honest. But the one thing, the one thing I do have here is my one. Here is my one thing, though. The one thing I do want to ask you: What is your favorite? What's your favorite? What's your favorite game show to host? Like the game segment? Was it closest to the pen? Uh, the something with the monsters? Uh, what was your What's your favorite? You know, thing to do? Um. I think Drew Bravo had a had a game um, where he would he would give people the lyrics to the songs, and then if they couldn't guess the songs, you would you would hum the songs, or you would use your name as the lyrics. So like. Uh, dan, 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 and then people would have to guess what song you were doing, and that was that was probably my favorite thing to do. Like and, and to listen to even if even as a bystander because you'd be in your car screaming the name of the song yeah while the person on the phone would just like would not be able to pull it out and you know it was, yeah that was it was very very tense but at the same time a lot of fun that's that's amazing man when you when you do finally come back to Orlando whether it be for a vacation or for a permanent residency please when you have twenty minutes of downtime drop us a line we'd love to take you out and buy you a beer or a crooked can. Yeah, I would. I will definitely uh, take you up on that. Thanks for the invite, guys. Yeah, it was a pleasure. This was, take guys. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we like to thank our guest of honor, Dan Stone from Real Radio 104.1. Uh, on about on behalf of myself, my name is Remy, and always with me is my partner in crime, the Joy Mazant. It's been lit, fam. If that's still a thing. <laughs> Uh, you guys uh, stick around for tomorrow uh, we're going to be joining uh, the one and only Eddie the Shaman he's going to get our chakras in line uh, for tomorrow's podcast so uh, stick around guys for that episode tomorrow uh, but you have been listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify enjoy the rest of your Star Wars day take care <laughs>